you set a course for your life? Do you do that every day? Knowing what you want is intention. Knowing how to get there is a study in conscious action. This is a show about living consciously. It is about our choices, our hopes, our dreams, our work, our loves, our vision, and the practice of healing and becoming. Welcome to Cruising in the Light and Shadow. Hello, I am Sheila Marie, also known as Kicha. And hi, I'm Inanna Moon. So, trying to think of um, a topic. There's so many topics that we want to touch on. But um, it's a cloudy day. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a kitty. Right. I just want to be comfy. So, let's just talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> everything. We're going to hop topic to topic to topic. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't do that already. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, I, so I what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I so enjoy talking to Nana. So, um, Aww, okay. so um, I was thinking, um, what about ghosts? You haven't had enough of spirit guides. You want no, to talk yeah. about ghosts. <laughs> yes, because I think you and I were talking. I mean, we've touched on it, but yeah, uh, yeah we can spend time. With and that. We, we talk about it. We, we, um, a little secret. We, we Skype with each other before we... Uh, we do our show and yeah. talk the show over and come up with new topics. And we've gone, um, believe it or not, we've gone off topic and start talking about other things. So we've talked about uh, yes. ghosts. <laughs> so what 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 is your what is your question? What do you think the um, audience would well here's, would want to hear about? My question, which you and I've talked about, um, ghosts are ghosts and spirits the same thing? Um, ghosts, what, what you call ghosts are spirit, absolutely, um, and so are you, so am I, we're all spirit, any of us that has a consciousness of some kind and a personality, which, which when you talk about ghosts, you are certainly talking about ty- types of personalities in the more elaborate stories I've heard about ghosts, um, um, you you definitely get that many of them have personalities. But I also want to bring your attention to, while ghost stories have always existed, a lot of our ideas of ghosts or those kinds of spirits come from movies and TV. Exactly. Usually. Embellishments. Yes. Um, and I do house cleansings. Yes. So I've had people say, and you know, I, I'll, I will always ask, well, what what is it you need? What are, what are we looking at here? Um, I've sometimes, I've usually, actually had people say, well, there's been grief here, or the relationship split up, or whatever emotional things were going on, and the house needs uplifting. So in that case, it's the spirits of the people that live there that are causing the issues in the house. But occasionally, I do have people um, who are feel that they need to clear out beings or entities that are there that are scaring the children. <laughs> or, <laughs> because or children can them. see, right? Well, usually, usually, like children can. We they they haven't um, toughened up that exterior um, that helps you deny or rationalize or say, well, no, there's, there's not any, you know, most many, many of us can go, oh, there's just nothing 
there. What are you talking about? That's nonsense. <laughs> that pin, that pin that flew across the room. That's nonsense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and honestly, usually I have not seen anything like that. I've had that reported to me Ooh. that um, just, and especially some ac- more activity before I go and do a house cleansing. They'll say, I've had someone say, Okay, I put all the washcloths in this one bathroom, and one of them somehow got over (laughs) across the house to another place um, in the bedroom. Um, I've had um, people say their animals are, you know, (laughs) acting up because of energies. And um, very often where children are concerned, yes, that um, someone's in the hallway and they can't see them, but they don't want to go to that bathroom ever or that, you know, people have moved their children from one room to another because there was activity in that room. And, um, and then, and then for adults themselves, there, it can be any of that, but also, um, a lot of adults will feel like someone is leaning over them at night when they're sleeping or they hear they're hearing a lot of unusual noises and so forth. And I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I have like okay. two questions popped up. Yes. So I want to come back to one. Yes. But for the people who are new to um, spirituality and metaphysics, mm-hmm. when you say house cleansing, um, I, I wonder if they think, um, wait, are you going over with like a broom and Ajax? And no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so if yes, you want to explain is, that. This is, not a, this is not a maid service. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no. So it's, called, it's energetic cleansing. And it's, um, it's about taking, um, some people would say, well, sage. Sage, which is an energetic smoke that goes on. It's called smudging. Um, When you use a smoke from a resin or a plant and um, you just get it to smoke, you just you (laughs) light your lighter, light it on fire, but then let it drop down to just smoke and you go through all of the rooms of your home. It's, there are particular plants and resins that are very good for cleansing out be... negative energies. The resins would be like dragon's blood and, Which is co- an incense. and copal. Well, they're resins. Uh, resins. They're just but resins. people <laughs> would probably know them yeah. as like incense. Dragon's blood is a plant that you can boil down to a resin, and a resin burns a lot longer um, the ones that you can't burn down to resins stay in plant form. They're just dried plant like sage, sweet grass. Um, there are some other things out there, but um, those are some of the main things that you use for house cleansing because they uplift the energy. And it's not just, oh, that's a nice fragrance. Actually, sometimes nasty fragrances are very good for cleansing out a house. So you're leaving a home sometimes with a smelly plant smell um, because it's more effective it's more intense and then that would be me then leaving (laughs) someone to have to actually go ahead and clean their house in a in a more hands-on cleaning fluid ajax kind of way just to just to release that that smell but actually it's It's not that bad it's really not that bad because if they if the if the incense 
for cleansing is smelly, it'll dissipate. Mm-hmm. And I would actually want you to just let let it die down and dissipate and kind of, in, in a way, permeate things. Well, there you go. Because everything has energy. The mm-hmm. the table, the um, your, your tables, your walls, um, the beds, the carpeting, your clothing, everything is an energetic um, essence or form. Um, and so... To cleanse those out might well be cleansing out some old energies, ghosts, if you want, or thought forms from from your home and from your belongings so that you're free of feeling like <laughs> things are watching you or there's something there. And it would probably also not be bad to clean, to clean or to like purge at that point, too. The whole the whole point, if you were if you were asking for your house to be cleansed, um, it's wanting there to it's almost like a reset button is what it is in the energy of the home and for the people involved. Um, so it's not only the um, the incense you use, but you also use holy water, which we make we can we each we each can make but also it's considered a blessing it's something if you're someone who has been taught how to bless Mm -hmm. and connect with the energies of the earth you're using earth air fire and water um um this is just to say that also i'm a priestess of the goddess i'm a shamanic practitioner and also as a Reiki healer, you learn a lot, Reiki or energetic healer of any kind, um, maybe not all of them, but you're, you, maybe not all of those, but um, mostly you are learning how to use these energies um, to help you in your life. And it's not only to cleanse houses, but to heal and to transform energy and your environment um, so the energy you live in. So when we say we're making um, holy water, there is a whole thing. <laughs> there are vif- different ways, but things that you're doing um, to create that higher energetic water. And the like I said, the resins come already with it. The resins and sage and sweet grass and so forth um, already have that. But then also... Um, you're you're also using salt, and salt is is known for balancing and healing and raising energy and as protection. well. So, yes, and then um, I have a candle. I will also kind of put together with an intentional candle too for someone for the owner of the home to carry with us as we go room to room to room, and we have to go to every room of a house. Um, usually we're closing, we're, we're um, opening windows and doors and then closing them after we've smoked the room or smudged them. Um, and it, it's, not, it's not like <laughs> you may be picturing just billowing smoke, <laughs> right? It's, it's not that you have to, it doesn't have to be billowing, but it, it, you are like tracing around the windows with a smoking wand of sage or the resin sits in a container and you're running that around the windows, the doors, the center of the room. Um, any rooms that are having issues, you spend particular time and attention in. I use my intuition 
And I also use um, like a, a singing bowl. It depends on the house, singing bowl or, or bells to feel the shift in energy. There will be a feeling, you know, there, there might be a shadowy corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it might look like that to me, that there's a shadow there. With the um, singing bowl or the bells, it might be um, a sense that the, the bell does not ring resonantly and uh-huh. purely. It will just da- die down quickly, as if, as if it's coming up against a body, Ooh. but it's an energetic yeah. body. Um, or... Or it's the moment you you walk into the room and you go, oh, Uh-oh. okay, this is going to need a lot of cleaning. Because <laughs> they might not stir, they might not do any. You know, for the most part, they don't do anything. Again, not a movie, not a TV show. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're going to throw something at you or mm-hmm. um, express themselves in some way. A smell might come up, or if that if it's intense, but rarely does that happen. I just still feel that there's an energy signature there and so we'll do a lot more cleansing the holy water goes around the perimeter of the room um the the owner of the house is also carrying a candle um showing that they're lighting the way that this is their home their space um and that um it's not the space of other (laughs) other powers that be other energies that be but um What I wanted to say more than anything about this is what I've found in the last several years that it wasn't about, it it is often not about some entity that's trying to scare you or spook you. Oftentimes it's the um, energy of the home or spirits that have lived there before, or it might be native, native beings that have been in that space before there was a house and it's still their space. We forget and about that. We do. We don't. We don't think anything <laughs> don't. about that. It could be the spirit of animals as well. <gasps> and what I actually find Ooh. that I do is you. You. It's hard to eradicate those things, those beings that have been there before there was even a house. And and if they are there actually to protect their home, could it be possible? for them to stay there with you, but not, not disturb you, not disturb your children or your pets. Cohabitate. But cohabitate, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I found that that actually works. So <laughs> you get the feeling, you, um, you, get, you get the feedback from people that, yes, that worked out. My children aren't scared anymore. They don't see anything at the end of the hallway. Or um, um, I'm sleeping well. The house has gotten quieter. And um, there's no problem. People have called me back again to maybe do a yearly cleansing, hmm. but um, I have not come back to the same type of energy that I've uh, that I was receiving the first time. So you're kind so of like the, the medium mediator to bring everyone medium. together. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let me throw another being into the mix. Let me just say oh, one more ahead. thing. I tend to also want to be very practical. Um, it it may be that someone is really going through something in their lives and yes. they've become more sensitive. They're not sleeping. They're hearing their house settle. That can also be, that comes out in the reading too, by the way. It's, it doesn't it have be to their be their own extreme, energies. extreme. It's 
Very often, yeah, it's our own energies bouncing back to us. Our mirror. Right, right. And a cleansing has has had the effect of helping people calm down and be um, more in, at ease in their own space. Well, they're owning their space, wonderful. right? Yeah. Their yeah. self, yes. their space. Yeah. And yes. see, again, you're helping them do that. And very often I'll do a reading, an intuitive session for mm. the person at the end of the of the house cleansing and blessing, and um, and that seems to um, all work itself out. Then they feel they have more space to unfold themselves. Ooh, I like that. That's a good visual. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, going back to um, when you oh, go ghosts. To, Oops, to ghosts, or yes. you said that there might be ghosts or uh, spirits or. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirits of animals that used to be there or the spirits of the Native, Native Americans. Americans. Yeah. What about fairies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not cleansing those out. They're, they they will not be cleansed, but when you take um, more power back um, and in the... so. One question you had asked about house blessings, by the way, was, is it a work or a ritual? I guess I would call it a ritual work, because I do call in higher guidance, mm-hmm. um, higher spirit. Um, I do ask the energies of the house to witness or come along on the journey, not participate no. in particular, because I just want them to observe and see the owner um, I have the owner say words that that say this is my home and get the feeling of expanding into their home. Fairies will fairies just want to play and they don't stay in one place forever. They might stay in gardens and parks and um, where they you know, if the home has, is surrounded by nature, I very much can see when um, when that home is being affected by all the nature <laughs> around it. And there are earth, when we're talking about the fae or fairy or sprites or whatever, undines, there we're talking about the water. Yeah, undines are the water sprites also. And But each, each kind of fairy connects to each element also. There are fire fairies and so forth. And um, you working you know if someone is cleansing a home and is working with each of those elements you're calling in the beings the fairies that are that are connected to that and um sometimes they can be mischievous but <laughs> they're unless you've called them in to just live with you at every single moment and you like the drama of fairies some knocking do. things over. <laughs> some do. Some yeah. people, and and also I would say that that would be true um, of it could be true of spirits that are inhabiting homes that they like the drama because they've stayed. They've chosen to stay in that home or that space. Um, not the Native Americans particularly, but the but the if the, an entity has come to stay. Um, it's because they still want 
they enjoy interesting their personality the ele- yeah the el- elemental connection and the feeling of being connected to human beings there is something special um about um children and spirit or ghosts if you want to call them that is that they um children children can draw them particularly teenage ener- energies <laughs> whatever my, you have to say about teenagers that's up to you but well, no, i mean i have I'm a 14 saying, year old so i'm like okay. oh boy <laughs> it's that the, it's that they're growing they are in their creative force as teenagers so it could be you know things could start at 10 or 11 but going forward into the formative years is very often there's very often a time when um entities are very attracted to that energy they're this fantastic or pure light and it's exciting to be around them (laughs) i grew up in old in a couple of old houses but i was living in an old house um a hundred or so years old um, when I was a teenager. And I actually always, and that house, that one particular house belonged to family members prior to me by by a hundred years. So I often felt like my relatives were still around. Now that didn't make me happy because there were portraits and eyes following me and I didn't like them. By the time I became a teenager, I didn't like that. But (laughs) We we weren't in a family that believed in house cleansings or anything. It was just, you know, my grandparents or my parents saying, well, you just have to deal with it. You know, it's like... <laughs> we deal like, with it. We, we dealt yeah, with we it. Knew them. <laughs> yeah, we knew them. They were kind. You can deal <laughs> with this. Um, but in going to friends' homes who lived like in Victorian houses or <laughs> very old, very old houses, um, they would have all kinds of things happen in their homes, things falling, dolls moving. Um, There were, um, you know, things walking down the hallway, but it was a large family. Um, The kids and the parents thought that was fun. Oh, so, okay. Well, you know, if all depends on your perspective. That is, that's <laughs> true, it, right? On it, yes. Wow. Yes. So that that I can see. And if you don't have a problem with that, there's nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you, you, it's when you feel intruded on. I I can see why people um, would want to say, well, "What is what is this thing?" And again, because of the ghost stories and the. Mm-hmm. And movies and things, people might. There are plenty of people that might go. You know, maybe maybe I better do something before the wall goes up in flame or whatever. <laughs> Blood pours. The red room. <laughs> red room. Is that it? No. Yes. Red room. Red room. Oh. <laughs> I don't go to horror films. No, I don't. I, I can't. Um, anyway, many mediums would say there's. It's they're not ghosts. They're just spirit. That's what they yeah. say. Yeah. See, that's yeah. That's the distinction that I would I would probably call them spirits. Mm-hmm. Now, growing up, probably ghosts. Um, so, talking about hundred year old home brings up my next question yes. along the same lines: haunted houses. I believe my my I don't know where this came from, but my belief is um, the haunted houses that again are mm-hmm. media and and then you know there's the lore like that house over there is two hundred years old. Whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is it like? I envision that it's an energy tape, like something happened, 
Maybe mm-hmm. there was like some traumatic mm-hmm. event and it just, it's on a loop and a that's loop. what people are feeling. Uh, it's, it's called a loop or a thought form. A thought form. Very, yes. Um, that, that I absolutely consider too. Very often there is not a spirit present, but there's a thought form, um, meaning there's a memory that's being played over and over again. It could be that when someone passed on, they just left and they've left a heavy energy signature. And if something happened, maybe it's in the space where the person died. Maybe there was there were huge arguments over and over and over in a place. Maybe there were fights or maybe there were... Didn't consider um, that. Yeah, emotional. It would be an emotional type of signature that's left and it just plays the tape over and over and people say what no it can't be that I see that spirit walking the hall I see that I see that that ghost running at me but they are probably not running at you they're probably running at whatever they did 30 years before or 40 years before yes and it doesn't have to do with you um, so how do you, yeah. would that can, would, that can, can be cleared. Okay. Thank you. That can be cleared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so you know, that can be cleared. Okay. Um, furniture, people will go out and buy antiques. I'm not, yeah, an, I'm not an antique I personally person. am not an antique person. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of that. It's just, it, you can, but well, can maybe it is it. because yeah. I can feel and other jewelry, people's other people's stuff. jewelry too. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can bring things into your home that have a thought form attached to them. Thought form. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's just it I could I could also say a lot of people there are people who want to be scared. And it makes you feel more connect some I I would Adrenaline, say sometimes drama. when we are about to start on a spiritual path, quite often more fear comes up, more oh. more energetic experiences happen to us. Um, I would take the thought form or the idea that things are happening in your home all the way over to synchronicities too and open. why why is it certain numbers are showing up? Right. Um, yeah. I just. Um, why does that phrase keep coming that. up? So, yes. Why does this phrase come up? This song plays over and over. Yeah. Um, some people get, oh, there's a message for me in that. Mm-hmm. And others just go, gosh, I'm tired of hearing that song. <laughs> Taylor um, Swift, come I on. Actually, um, as someone, someone um, having holding sessions with people who bring up things. All of a sudden, and they don't even know why, they'll say, by the way, this song keeps playing over and over. And I'm like, what part of it? And they'll tell me the words. And I'm like, okay, well, there's Listen. there's some information <laughs> in there for you. And it's like, it's like interpreting dreams also. The symbolism, the words, um, what happens, what unfolds in that experience may well have messages for you. I certainly think anything that repeats would would be that <laughs> it's so. the universe with a like a baseball bat. Can't, you, hello, that is kind hello. of a ba- yeah <laughs> a nerf not, baseball not, bat. <laughs> I was gonna say not yeah we talk about that we talk about when spirits trying to get your attention or 
it's time to change gets mm-hmm. your attention. It starts out with a feather dropping lightly <laughs> in front of you. And then the next round is um, the wind picks up and, <laughs> and blows at you. Um, and then synchronistic experiences or s- you wonder why people are saying those things to you. It's like, and they, you know, in the moment that someone says something to you, it's a message for you. It, that doesn't happen yes. all the time, but Chills. you go, whoa, you are, it's almost dizzying, mm-hmm. that feeling of something's being said to me here. And then after that, sometimes it's the baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, and like my friend uh, and the cats on his car. Oh, yes. Yes, the cat's on his car. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, update on, on that. Um, he's uh, working on changing some things in his life, and now it's down to one cat. <laughs> so, I love it. so the spirit of the elements is there to tell him, okay, well, you've been doing work, <laughs> so it's less and less cats. Now you're down to one, so it's gotten better. <laughs> so keep at it. <laughs> <laughs> keep it up. That's right. <laughs> What else did you want to talk about? Um, okay. Uh, okay, so just like with the metaphysical, I think to, to wrap that up, we have to look inside ourselves too. Like like you said, you know, we're opening. The work is inside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is within. It is with, <laughs> like with all. Um, Dorothy, you were able to go home all along. Oh, see? Yeah, yeah. Wizard of Oz is such a deeply, richly spiritual movie. Oh, my movie. gosh. <laughs> That's right. There's oh, so many gems there. Yes. So the, um, I remember talking to a friend, um, one of my sound guys on one of my projects, and he had brought up the topic of ghosts, mm. but his belief was that ghosts were aliens, that oh. we were just peering into a different dimension. Um, yes, we are, dimen- we are multidimensional beings. Um, I might even go as far as to say, because of the time we're in and the shift in consciousness and the veil between the spirit world and this physical world is thinner, that what that means is actually we are experiencing multi-dimensionality more than ever before Mm -hmm. and um, the layers of ourselves and the layers of others around us that we are connected to Um, and part of the I mean let's let's set that's a that's actually a little bit of another topic but if you're talking about aliens or be boy that's that expands again too um Aliens are galactic or intergalactic beings that live on other planets or stars, large, large, huge stars. Um, they connect to us, too, because here's a thought. What if, what if you are not from Earth originally? What if you yourself are from another planet? planet or lifetimes on other planets and stars and isn't planetoids science is explaining some of that suggesting that Mm -hmm. um uh, neil degrasse tyson himself has talked about he can't test it out but the possibility of what if your dna traveled as a dust across the cosmos 
and perhaps a star that was dying um, or a comet flew past the Earth planet and dropped here and now connects in to um, what would become a human being. Um, he's just talked about it, by the way. He, I don't think he believes that at all, but talked about the possibility. Did, had, did that DNA create life on this earth? Hey, it's a good what and, if. And, did, and, and are, do we have beings here that we call human beings that are actually not from the human, not from earth, but from other places? Um, I was reading a book about that. I was trying to read a book about um, that that was a theory. Yes. That we were um, kind of a hybrid. Right, right. That's a um, whole other show. <laughs> we have a few people. It's, it's interesting. Now, they're considered, they're considered somewhat sensationalistic, but they're also scientists themselves or philosophers or theorists. Um, people like Graham Hancock, um, a man whose first name I, escapes me, but Von Doniken and Zechariah Stitchen, Sitchin and a few others who have a theory that, for instance, the, um, the Egyptian gods and goddesses, the Babylonians, the Sumerians were from other planets because they, it would seem to us that they brought a technology Pyramids. And healing and pyramids mm-hmm. and hanging gardens and um, all sorts of things that once once we knew existed here um, and they brought their civilizations with them. There are some, I would agree that, that there are some things that would say, how did we have all that technology? Mm-hmm from the ancient world and then it's all gone it's all completely gone and we started over and we're not even back to yeah back (laughs) back to that place um of knowledge and understanding that they had in ancient times well one of the things you can certainly say too is there have been wars and there was such a thing as the library at Alexandria, but that's not the only place. There were mystery schools. Um, there have been traditions that held all those secrets, and those got destroyed in wars. When when one tribe or excuse. world takes over, yeah. country takes over another, it wants to destroy everything that other one had. Um, oh, that just hurts me so I much. I know, that's a hard Words. one. Oh. Yeah, the library at Alexandria, Alexandria was destroyed twice. Oh. So imagine all the scrolls of, oh. of possibilities and things that, that we understood at one time, all lost and starting over again. But I see there's a there's an understanding those there are still mystery schools there are still mm-hmm. places of wisdom and there are still books that are hidden away um and information that people that gets handed down or passed down um to help humanity and to my mind those things are actually helping humanity they're being distributed in such subtle ways and i think isn't collective consciousness like that is it. Yeah, yeah, we know. I mean, talking about mm-hmm. this, I'm like, I, I see it. I just know. Yeah, yeah. I just right. know. I can see it. I can feel it. And that's part of a multidimensional consciousness. It's, oh. 
I just know. I just Science know. can't use that because that's hearsay evidence. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> I, but, yeah, yeah. but I know. I know I healed that way. It was very hard years ago when I was just <laughs> learning to be a healer and I was listening to um, a program with a scientist someone called a doctor someone called in and said but i healed this way i i healed through my laughter and i healed through something herbal she was doing and he said that's hearsay that's not scientific there are no tests to to show that and she's like no it can't be i know i did everyone (laughs) watched everyone witnessed you can take those accounts he's like no that's still hearsay but coming back, I'll get off my soapbox because that's my issue. <laughs> like, no, that's you awesome. Quantify yeah. some of it and just test. So start testing the herbs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that would make sense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's so. But funny. but there's but it's getting it's getting better um, among among theorists and psychiatrists. Um, they are studying how consciousness heals. They are studying that. Well, I, I mean, it's funny because people will believe in prayer. Yes. But which is basically and there is faith healing. healing. Yeah. It's called faith healing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, always with, you know. And energetic healing. When I talk about Reiki or um, singing bowls or any of anything with the intention of healing you, um, the hands-on healing is faith healing. Yeah. Um, and it's... But then there's more to me because it's not just your faith, but the faith of the universe and your spirit guides and those those higher beings, the ascended masters, too. We have a team. Who are, yes, we do, <laughs> who are helping as well. Yes, yes. See? Yeah, I love seeing you. Yes. So whether you call Archangel Michael an alien or... An angel, Quan Yin, oh. an alien, or was Jesus an alien who came to Earth with all of his knowledge and a benevolence, a love for mankind? That's because that's one of my issues when I hear people talk about aliens and like, we'll shoot them on sight. I'm like, but wait, what if they're coming to, to help, help us? us. <laughs> help! <laughs> <laughs> oh, please help! <laughs> Well, I, I've actually heard a theory um, that, uh, you know, the, the Virgin Mary story, that the angel came to her and said, you're going to have a child, which was Jesus. Gabriel came. Yeah, yes. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she hadn't, she was a virgin, obviously, Virgin Mary. So how did she get pregnant? So uh, a friend of mine had said, um, alien. Alien in pregnant. Alien what? Alien impregnation. Oh, and I was like, oh, well, that's an why, interesting Why take. couldn't Joseph have just, um, she, he was her husband. I, because I, that takes the whole. Th- we, <laughs> now, we, now, we now look at a fear of, of sex and, and that a woman could give birth to someone extraordinary. That's, that's my a good point. take. That's a whole, <laughs> that would yeah, be no, my take on it. Um, but I was always more interested in the angel. I'm like, how did he know? How did he how know did he that know? this birth was <laughs> was going to happen? And there were prophets. How did they know? Where did they get that information? Mm-hmm. I'm was that weird kid that, <laughs> that was like, wait, like, how did they know that was? Yeah, that great. He was the, going to, the, he was, the Messiah's the, here, but <laughs> foretold. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, exactly. The Messiah was really important, and also those occult things that the Messiah was able to do that it's been proven humans can do um, wasn't, but oh, that's evil. Because yeah. if you're a human and not the Messiah, you shouldn't be doing healing. that. Stop healing those people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. He was healing. It was magic. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah, I um, know this can be very but controversial, to, but that's, to, yeah. Um, a, a message that came to me, I'm going to throw this out here and you can do with it what you will. <laughs> like, um, Gabriel, Gabriel is an angel and angels are spirit who've known they are spirit. Um, they walk among us. But um, they're a race of beings um, who, who know who they are and have been helping us since long before there was anything biblical. And they have lived their own, they live their own lives and they do, they do their own, they do their own thing, but they also have been present with us and helped us with various times of our lives. So they're not from Earth, so wouldn't that be the definition of alien? That would be an alien, <laughs> yes. <laughs> there yes. you go. These beautiful beings who are present for us and have brilliant energy and light and transformative mm. abilities and vision that helps us create our vision um, are not from Earth in particular, and they are in spirit or connecting to us from spirit. I think it's kind of the tomato tomato theory, right? The way people looked at it, like you know, some people would say, "Oh, that's an alien." Some people would say, "That's an angel." Mm-hmm. The translations. Mm-hmm. So we're surrounded by. But there are plenty of people who are afraid of angels. To a- yeah. angels and aliens might as well be lumped into one place yeah. for a lot of people yeah. too. Which it's, is, I mean, the, you have to believe what you believe. You have to be on your path. So that's just fine. But, everybody gets to where they're supposed to go at some point. But have you ever had an um, alien experience of any kind? Um, not an alien experience. Um, I don't think so. I think an angel experience. Ah, that, what uh, was that? When I was, um, at least I, I called it guardian angel. When I was three, I got lost at LAX picking up mm. my, my family. And mm. this, um, I believe it was a gentleman. It was a gentleman, and <clears throat> he appeared, took me by the hand, took me to my parents, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, yeah, this gentleman, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. not there anymore, mm-hmm. all right. So, yeah, my mom would always say that was a, that was a guardian angel, and, and I mean, I was pretty young, so, and, and it's a vivid memory of mine, mm-hmm. so that would be the closest I would think, alien, angel, all right, so um, since this is kind of our potpourri show, a little <laughs> bit of everything, um, there was uh, an inspirational quote that you had found. Um, yes. Um, one of my favorite spiritual teachers who's still with us and on earth, by the way, <laughs> is in Andrew form. in human form. Yes, is Andrew Harvey. Um, he and his spirituality would would go toward the mother, the goddess. Um, but lately, in the last several years, sacred activism. And so let me just read. It's two quotes um, that I really appreciate. Um, a spirituality 
that is only private and self-absorbed, one devoid of an authentic political and social consciousness, does little to halt the suicidal juggernaut of history. On the other hand, an activism that is not purified by profound spiritual and psychological self-awareness and rooted in divine truth, wisdom, and compassion will only perpetrate, perpetrate the problem it is trying to solve. However righteous its intentions... When, however, the deepest and most grounded spiritual vision is married to a practical and pragmatic drive to transform all existing political, economic, and social institutions, a holy force, the power of wisdom and love in action, is born. This force I define as sacred activism. The vision of sacred activism is dedicated to honoring and continuing the tremendous work of extraordinary ordinary people such as Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, the Dalai Lama, Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, and Desmond Tutu. Each of these individuals rose up to meet the challenges of their time with great spiritual grace and integrated inner contemplation with a decisive action. Mm. Mm. So we have plenty of extraordinary beings on our earth to guide our way. So this is to say it's not only about spiritual activism, um, and I love spirituality that is very metaphysical and takes you to a higher mm. place. But this is now talking about spirits who are in physical form who are with us and helping us go forward in our development and so just enjoying hearing Andrew Harvey um, mention our Mahatma, the Mahatma Gandhis and the <laughs> Martin Luther Kings of our, of our world um, that we can pattern ourselves after becomes very beautiful and rich for us. And joyful. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for... Um, this potpourri of subjects. I love talking to you, as you know. Um, and I wanted to thank uh, David Shostak for the music that he lets us play. And um, I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us in Cruising in the Light and Shadow. This is Anana Moon. I'm Sheila Kichamari, reminding you that love is everywhere. Our lives touch everyone and everything. So please go forth in love. <laughs>